0: Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome everybody to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny, and I am joined by the one and only Shaman of Odd himself, my personal friend, John Long. Hey, what's John up? John Long, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay.
1: Yeah. I uh I'm just glad to be doing a podcast. Yeah, me too. Wanna to congratulate the Michigan Wolverines on winning the national championship in tackle football.
0: That was a big, big win. Did you watch any of that game? I I watched most all the game.
1: Yeah, I went to bed in the third quarter.
0: I was very disappointed, obviously, that my team wasn't there. Sure. But they got beat fair and square. Yeah, yeah. Mostly. Mostly fair. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I mean, they had all our signs, of course. Yeah. The point I wanted to make is Florida State would have beat both of those teams. <laughs> right. Everybody knows this. I was saying it the whole time. They should have been in the
0: playoffs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, Michigan's a national championship. First time, I don't know, since like 1990 maybe or mm-hmm. something we're running there. Long time for them.
0: I bet you they're pumped. Yeah, who also won the championship. Was me with the college. Oh, pickle. you got the trophy. <laughs> I've got it coming. Okay, it's so. <laughs> getting shipped to you. Yeah, great. I remember because now it came down. Get this, it came down to a tiebreaker between me and Tara. Sure. And the tiebreaker is the total number of points scored in the game. And I picked fifty four, okay. and Tara picked fifty eight. Ah. And so at some point, somebody mentioned, "Hey." If the total number is fifty-six, that's gonna be a tie again. Ah! Oh. can we just put both of y'all's names on the trophy? No. And I, and I said, What kind of gay everybody gets a trophy? <laughs> Woke nonsense is this. There's <laughs> a participation trophy. No, we will flip a coin. We'll do something. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and Tara was like, Well, I get to flip the coin. Oh. To it, or I get I get to I get to call. If, okay. we, if, we have, if we have to flip a coin, sure. I get to call it, right? And I say, well, naturally, because men are better at most everything than women, you should get the advantage there right. to try to eat to even things out.
1: Just tell you what, she would have called.
0: <laughs> no tails, <laughs> always calls tails. Tails never fails. Everybody knows that. Well, fortunately, it didn't come to that. So okay. Well, yeah, I'm glad. Congratulations on your big win. Yeah, I would like to mention that my sons were both pulling for mom. Oh, even that when hurts. I told them I would share my trophy with them, now I said, they "Hey, I, it. <laughs> I'll, I'll share my trophy with you." No, they still wanted mom to win. Sure. So then, when I won, my Eli, he said, uh, "No, it was Josiah, my youngest." He said, "Dad, can you share your trophy with me?" And I was like, "No, nah. you had your <laughs> chance. This balloon is done going up without you, buddy. <laughs> you had your shot."
1: Well, at least one championship's coming back to the state of Alabama, <laughs> That's right? <laughs> Thanks for making me proud, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you know, our defense coordinator retired, so we're going to hire Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyways, it's it was a fun football season. That's always fun, even when you don't win. I and love I would, college football.
0: And if we could reminisce just for a little while. Yeah. I remember we were talking on this show. First couple games of the season. Oh, yeah, we were bad. We were expecting to maybe lose as many as four games. Sure. I mean, we were thinking this is not going to be a good season for us. Our team exceeded expectations. So to see how far they come along. Yeah. And that we even got to play in the playoff, regardless if we should have been there or not. We took the national champion into overtime, Tiny. We did. That's right.
1: Yeah. With our little ragtag bunch, (laughs) little scrappy little bunch of athletes in there. Yeah, you know who didn't do that? Uh, oh, Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say uh, uh, Washington. Yes, Washington. The Huskies.
0: <laughs> <There>. <laughs> Washington didn't.
1: Yeah. And uh, we ended Georgia's 29 game winning streak mm-hmm. and won the SEC championship, which is an accomplishment. I'm proud
0: to be a conference champion. So, yeah. Not I a now bad deal. I'm, I, We don't have to hear anymore about Georgia three-peating. Right. You know, <laughs> Which, looking back, boy, I bet we sounded annoying back in what was it, 2013. Look,
1: <laughs> as an Alabama fan, we always sound annoying to non-Alabama fans. I recognize that. <laughs> right. I lean into it. That, you know, it's fun. But uh, I'm sorry your team other teams aren't as good as us. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, like I've said many times, it's all going to end. A lot of people were saying the dynasty was over this year.
0: And we – well, I wasn't ready to commit to that yet. Yeah. It had me, They had me wondering. It was a little, it had those me first thinking. couple games were pretty bad. <laughs>
1: when, when we went on the road to South Florida, which crazy, we're playing a road game in South Florida. <laughs> right. And uh, struggled to beat them with our backup quarterback, which was just saving going – look everybody I'm smarter than y'all I this is our best option at Milrose our best option at quarterback Mm -hmm. um yeah it was it looked pretty bleak and yeah then you know we beat Auburn that's good always good to beat our rival and beat Georgia won the conference championship went to the playoffs yeah didn't weren't able to close it out but I don't know. I, I, got, I think Florida State might would have got them though. They might <laughs> would have won it all.
0: I, as a Bama fan, I got way more out of this season than I thought I was. going to It was to a get. fun season. It
1: was. It really was a fun season to to be a part of as a fan. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with any of the games. I just watched them on TV. <laughs> it was a fun season. This is the first real season Hudson. One of my kids, Hudson, got fully invested into Bama.
0: Oh, nice! Yeah.
1: So probably midway, he started paying attention to game. You know, hanging out, watching games, and then Auburn game, he was all in after that. SC championship game, we watched it on my phone in the woods <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, and then we watched us lose to Michigan together, and I was just like. This is how it goes, buddy. Sometimes you lose and it hurts, but, you know.
0: I'm sorry you missed out on 2009. I I was just like, (laughs) look, man,
1: there's there's no joy without pain every once in a while. So, yeah, I think early preseason polls have us ranked number two. So, we'll see. You never know. We've been losing some good players. So,
0: we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. That's right. I hope we got a a kicker in the wings. Man, I tell you what. Our kicker. (laughs) We went from never being able to make a kick. To never missing a kick. Yeah, right. We he needs a star. Like yeah. on the walk of Champion. Definitely. He needs a statue something.
1: Yeah, like replace Saban's statue with his. <laughs> Saban statue is one of the funniest statues in
0: all of Saban America. Saban could be holding the football for him. Yeah.
1: I wish during the BLL, BLM statue season they would, uh, <laughs> they would have toppled over Saban's. Saban's let us get a new one because it looks the other ones look so dignified and, yeah. and proportionate. <laughs> and Saban's does not. I know he regrets every time he walks by it going, Yeah, we need to let a student do this here, <laughs> you know.
0: And And from here on for for the his the rest of his life, yeah, possibly eternity. Right. He just goes <sighs> Right. Well here's the thing. <laughs> every time he walks by it.
1: My kids have no reference for Bear Bryant. Right. You know, who before Saban was the greatest college football coach of all time. You and I remember Bear
0: Bryant, you know, and I think he actually, I think I was like a year old when he died. Oh, yeah. So I definitely remember hearing my dad talk about what a great man he was. Oh, he, was he was awesome. <laughs> I remember watching replays yeah. of games, but the bear. Yeah, he was I missed
1: the, out. He was a man. But, My kids only know him as a statue, you know? (laughs) So their kids are only going to know Saban
0: as that stupid statue.
1: (laughs) That's what they're going to think he looked like.
0: (laughs) I remember Bear Bryant as a statue, a Coke bottle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And also a wooden chainsaw. Oh, at the mall? At the University Mall outside of Bama Fever. I forgot about (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) Yes. yeah, he was a wonderful coach. He was a great coach. Uh, I've read several books on him. If you ever want to borrow one, I can. <laughs> I got one of my favorite is uh, Joe Namath biography. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talks, you know, Joe, he was Joe Cool. He's down here from Pennsylvania, his first year on campus at Alabama. And he did something in practice wrong, you know, like through an interception. And Coach Bryant started to get on to him. And Joe Cool was like, I'm just going to turn around and walk away. Right. And he said Bear Bryant snatched him by his face mask and drug him across the field. And he was like, from that day forward, anytime he called my name, I sprinted up to him and stood at attention. It was like, yeah, you're Joe Namath, but you're not better than Bear Bryant. So, yeah. Know your place. Yeah. Know your place. Right. Anyways, so that's that. Um, we probably need to talk about news. Yeah. What you got this week? Okay. We're going to talk about the incident at the Bass Pro, Pro Shop in okay. Leeds, Alabama. We're going to talk about uh, a, an unusual baptism that's not the Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Jew tunnels.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have a story about a comedian who got fired and then reinstated I have a Bitcoin story. I know you're chomping at the bit to hear that one. I am, <laughs> but I wanted to start with this one. Retiring House Republican says that one hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars isn't enough money for members of Congress. Okay. Quote: Most of us don't have wealth. Well, that's a that's a
1: that's a fiscally conservative Republican <laughs>
0: yeah. that we all love
1: voting for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Rank-and-file members of both House and Senate are paid $174,000 a year. That probably seems like a decent amount of money, and it is. The median household income in 2022 was $74,580, according to the U.S. Census.
1: I mean, I couldn't take a pay cut to do it, but I get why people do do it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. But consider that members of Congress generally have to maintain two residences, Aw. Oh, poor guys. <laughs> they need two houses. They can rent a studio apartment. One in Washington, D.C., and one in their home state. And then they haven't gotten a raise since 2009. Oh. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> it stinks to be serving in Congress and have all that political power. Has this guy not learned about insider trading yet? I mean, I, I, I mean it that'd that'd doesn't like sound like it. A, a day-one
1: conversation <laughs> you have when you show up. You go to yeah. Nancy Pelosi's office uh, Hey, Ms. Pelosi,
0: teach me how to do yes. this. I'm new here. How can I get rich like you? Inflation, meanwhile, has eaten away at the value of that salary over time. That's his fault. <laughs> Party, yeah. Yeah. Hey, quit printing money. Yeah, that's your fault. <laughs> like, okay, just real quick, let's try to let's try to understand something here. Okay. Let's imagine for a second that we're back on the gold standard. Okay. But Congress had the ability to magically create gold. Sure. We would have the same problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The problem is, is they keep printing money. Yeah. And when there's more of something, it's not as rare. It's just like your baseball cards or your Spider-Man comic books. Mm-hmm. It goes down in value when there's more of them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's, that's exactly right. Baseball <laughs> cards is a great analogy. Yes. <laughs> uh Representative, Patrick McHenry of North Carolina, who served as interim speaker of the House following the Kevin McCarthy uh, ouster, told the dispatch that congressional pay needed to be raised in order to attract credible people to run for office. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so that's, all- that's the reason all our politicians suck, John, Yeah, is because we're only paying them $174,000 a year.
1: Yeah, only $174,000 <laughs> a year.
0: That's why they suck. Yeah, If we paid them way more money, yeah, I'm sure yeah. we would have way more honest, sure. credible people <laughs> yes. who would want to come serve in Washington, D.C. Yes. Uh, quote, most of us live on the salary, and then, you know, the very wealthy few end up dominating the news because of their personal stock trades when most of us don't have wealth. McHenry, a more mild-mannered House Republican than most, recently announced he would retire for, Cong- for from Congress At the end of his term, as of now, many members of Congress are, in fact, independently wealthy and may generate significant income from stock trading. Others make money through book sales and others make money with, you know, Netflix movies.
1: Right. I was just looking here. Representative Or. Whatever he is, McHenry's net worth in 2023, according to Forbes, is $5 million. Oh,
0: poor baby. Yeah. He's uh-huh. not making enough money,
1: John. Oh, poor baby. He's been in Congress since 2005.
0: <laughs> but now he's going to retire.
1: Yeah. He's ready to retire. How old is he? Does it say? It says his annual income is $1.9 probably from speaking <laughs> fees and everything right. else. Uh, let's see how old it says he is. It doesn't say. Hmm. Yeah, his stock portfolio is eight hundred and fifty million dollars. His bank balance is uh, two hundred and ten thousand dollars, and his real estate assets is one point four million dollars. He graduated in nineteen ninety four, so he's
0: around my. Age. Oh, here we go. He's forty eight years old. Yeah,
1: yeah. According same.
0: to Google, he's forty eight years old. Now I don't know if he's retiring, retiring, or just retiring from, yeah. from Congress, right? But. He'll get a job at me or you retiring at 48 years is a joke. Yes. No one would take us serious if we (laughs) turned 48 and said we were going to retire. Unless this podcast really takes off. Yeah, he'll get a job
1: teaching at like Harvard or somewhere, making, you know, $4 million a year or something like that. He's going to be just fine.
0: McHenry isn't the first one to argue that members of Congress should be paid more. Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York has long pushed for a pay raise for members of Congress, arguing that it's a safeguard against corruption and makes lawmakers less likely to see, seek income through stock trading.
1: Okay.
0: Well, <laughs> why not just not let them trade stocks
1: while they're in office? Yeah. That seems like a very logical thing. Of course, they have to vote on it
0: themselves, (laughs) so they're not going to do it. I feel like that would certainly be cheaper than it would be to pay them the same amount of money they would make through all these insider stock trades. But I'm glad that here's an issue that Republicans and Democrats can come together (laughs) on, is they need to make more money. A bipartisan issue. (laughs) A uh, Republican representative, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, has complained that she's lost money since I've gotten here. I don't believe that. I don't believe that either. Yeah, right? <laughs> if that were true, I don't think you would be there. No.
1: Yeah, you're not doing it out of good of your heart. Yeah. None of them are.
0: None of them are. Yeah. The idea of ra- raising salaries for members of Congress remains unpopular with the American public. McKinney acknowledged. No, imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> McHenry acknowledged that telling the dispatch that the public view is that Congress is not getting much done. Indeed, by various metrics, this Congress has been one of the most unproductive in decades. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell
1: you what. If I'll make a deal with our Congress,
0: okay? <laughs> yeah.
1: If we can balance a budget and bring down our national debt by. 25 percent mm-hmm. over the next four years' we'll, we'll discuss a pay raise there <laughs> yeah. we'll be uh, the American people will be open to
0: um uh, uh, opening negotiations if only we could <laughs> we could do that if only sure. me and you could speak for the entire United States right. yeah
1: they I don't understand what they do in Congress really no. I don't I don't I don't think they do anything that makes a difference to anyone.
0: I mean, they argue. Yeah, that seems like all they do. And they every every so many years they agree to raise the debt limit. Yes, so they can yeah. spend more money after
1: arguing about well, we're going to shut the government down and trying to scare all oh, your grandma ain't going to get her Social Security and her Medicaid. You know, I mean, Social Security is kind of a joke. Oh, it's over, and with. it's only getting worse. Yeah. I've, i'm glad my parents are getting it you yeah know, they deserve it mm-hmm. I will never see a dime of it I don't think
0: no I don't think so yeah. either
1: I'm just paying into it there's just
0: way too many people who yeah. are gonna re- who are going to be at that age and there's yeah. going to be too few people paying in yeah.
1: it's just that's the way it goes yeah yeah just write that money goodbye it's an extra tax on you that you'll never see any benefit from it's fine I'm not even worried about that <laughs> i could I I I I imagine governments around the world, there's probably the same sentiment. It just doesn't seem like they're working for the people that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do a lot of big talking about wanting to help the people.
0: And this is my thing. When you when you hear people talk about wanting socialized medicine yeah. and wanting, you know, the government to pay all these all these people or they the ta- the rich people not paying their fair share. Right. On one sense I understand that. Okay. It does make sense to me the the crazy Billions of dollars that were given to the military, yeah, who haven't passed an uh, audit in no. the last 20 years. No, they're missing <laughs> trillions of dollars. You get fired for that in the real world, yes. in real life, that gets you fired, maybe put in jail. Yes, it makes sense that hey, let's take some of that money and let's take care of our citizens, yeah, who were sick and hurting. got Medical problems. That makes sense to me. Yeah. But do I trust the government to do a good job of that? No. Right. No, I don't trust the government is going to do a good job of that. And when everyone's saying that the rich don't pay their fair share, well, hey – You think the government is going to do right by that money? What are they going to do? They're going to give it to Ukraine. I think I have a better shot. I get better use from that money, the rich people keeping it and pumping it back into the economy, than the government just throwing it away on some war somewhere overseas for a land I can't even pronounce.
1: I I am 100% with you. I wholeheartedly agree we should have socialized medicine. We should have free (laughs) medical care for everyone every United States citizen. If it right? would
0: actually work, but yeah,
1: I don't have any faith that the government can do it effectively. Right. I've Agreed. been to the post office. You know?
0: <laughs> yes. like,
1: I went on a rant one time. Kevin said I said the F-word. I didn't say the F-word.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: of trying to get our foster daughter's Medicaid, which is a system that's been in place for decades worked out. Yeah. There's so many flaws in that, you know? So I I feel like as Americans, you know, American excellence and exceptionalism and all that, we should be smart enough to figure it out, you know, there mm-hmm. it's got to be a way to do it. But the people that are in there, I don't have any faith that they're smart enough to do it, you know? I don't know that we turn into an oligarchy or something and go, "Hey Elon, figure out the medical <laughs> si- Elon, <laughs> right. figure out the medical system here." But yeah, we're wasting money left and right. We ship money all over the world to people. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. I mean, I get, hey, we need to help people out. I'm a charitable person and all that. But it seems like if I'm having trouble paying my bills at home, this is just on a, let's break it down into a, Was this, a macro level right, or micro, one or the other, I'm not smart enough to know the difference. <laughs> in my household- You sound
0: smart enough to serve in Congress. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: In my household, you know, we, we contribute to charity, we tithe the church, we do all that, right? Mm-hmm. All right. If if we had trouble paying our bills, it's going to be like, look, Boy Scouts of America, I can't donate to you now because I need this money to pay Hudson's car note or yeah. whatever, although we haven't found him a car yet. That's a whole other story. <laughs> you know, hey, I, I mean, we probably wouldn't eliminate tithing. That's that's kind of a big deal if you don't, don't want to get smited well yeah so that's kind of a big deal if you're a Baptist yeah but hey United Way we're probably not going to be able to give you money hey whatever Samaritan's purse mm-hmm. and all that because we got to pay our bills at home why are we not doing that as a country I don't understand I want them to make it make sense to me but they never will no it's just
0: they're playing with other people's money. And then they have the gall to look us straight in the face and say, trust us. Yeah, right. We have your best interests at heart.
1: And then they wonder why, like, nobody turns out for elections. Yeah. Unless Biden's running, most popular president <laughs> in U.S. history, 81 million votes. But even at 81 million votes, what's our population? 475 million people. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: nothing.
0: And it seems odd that the two most unlikable men in America yeah. are probably going to be running for president. <laughs> I say That's probably because
1: we don't even know for sure yet. I've, I've said this on this podcast before, I think, but somewhere I have a on CD huh. a lecture from Hunter S. Thompson at the University of Colorado. Mm-hmm. And in that, he says democracy... Is the perfect form of government because the people get what they deserve.
0: Yeah, I think about that all the time. <laughs> it's just like, well, this is what we get. And that's an excellent joke, but at the same time, part of me is like, well, you know, we've seen that uh, there's so many states who aren't even having a democratic primary. They're sure. just like, hey, Biden or Bush. Biden Biden or sorry, Bush. Yeah. you don't like him. You wanted to vote for someone else. Too bad. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. You're <laughs> going to show up and you're going to push the the button for Biden, right. or you're going to stay at home. And they're betting that people won't stay at home. Now, will they? I don't know if they will or not, but I tell you what, it seems to me like a very dangerous game they're playing. Very dangerous.
1: (laughs) Here's the other thing, Tiny. If we wanted to change it, we would have to, you know, get a guy with like a buffalo hat on and his face (laughs) painted up and go take over the Capitol. They
0: would just throw him in prison. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. so we just sit here and take it yeah and we're just like yeah that's what it is and what, know, what can you do what can you do it is what it is the rest of the countries on the earth hate us because <laughs> i don't know why i mean well i do know why we do a lot of crazy things we fomented a few insurrections in other countries <laughs> real insurrections yes. We had a you know twenty year prolonged war in the Middle East on two different fronts. We've done all kind of crazy stuff, but even the ones we haven't even messed with, all we do is give them aid. They still hate us, right? They're just like, now what are we doing? So, anyways. They're not going to let me be president
0: <laughs> or a congressman ever, so yeah, I've heard it argued the reason we're giving out all this money and aid is so that other countries will do what we want them to do, yeah, absolutely, but what happens when they don't do what we right. want them to do? We don't do anything
1: <laughs> we don't do I mean, you can I've heard <laughs> of this happening before, let's say tiny Eli was part of a international business overseas that was getting investigated for corruption, you could potentially go to them and go, if y'all don't drop this investigation and fire this guy that's investigating him, we're not going <laughs> to give you your aid. Right. In those cases it's probably beneficial.
0: <laughs> but for you and I for the regular citizens, <laughs> yes.
1: nothing. Nothing. It, it, it does nothing for us. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile our roads are crumbling and everything else. Although They've been doing a lot of road work in Alabama here lately since we passed that gas tax. And I'm happy to see it. I'm like, that's my tax dollars at work. I'm happy about it. All right. We need to quit talking about the government.
0: (laughs) That's why I say we'll stay here all night if we... I'm about to put my buffalo hat on. (laughs) I'll get something done. (laughs) Yeah, That's right. I'm going to go steal electric. (laughs) (laughs) We had the lamest insurrection ever. That was the time. <laughs> Are you saying as Americans we should be ashamed of ourselves? Yes. Not because of what happened on January 6th, but that we were unsuccessful. Yeah. We just quit <laughs> in the middle of it. We didn't even
1: occupy the Capitol for 24 hours. Yeah. They didn't drive us out. It wasn't like they showed up with a bunch of machine guns and National Guard members or anything. They were all just like, well, I've taken enough <laughs> selfies. It's time to go home. It's wild. Yeah. That was our shot. (laughs)
0: That was our shot. We
1: could have changed things. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, now I'm on a watch list. I was just (laughs) kidding about all of that. Let's talk about important stuff. This is from AL.com. Fair and balanced. Everybody knows unless you ever go onto their Facebook page when they post any article or read the comments. People hate (laughs) AL.com. Shout out to my buddy Madison who works there. And my cousin works there too. Okay, yeah. Uh, a man strips naked and jumps into the Bass Pro Shops uh, aquarium and knocks himself unconscious.
0: Oh man, this is in Leeds, Alabama, home <laughs> of Bucky's. <laughs> I was about to say it's right across the, the road right the road from
1: Bucky's. <laughs> Almost the most southern place you could have. Right, a Bucky's right across the street from a Bass Pro Shop. Um, a man is in custody and en route to a hospital. For a mental health treatment, after he jumped naked into the massive aquarium at the Bass Pro Shop in Leeds Thursday night, have you seen the picture of him naked in there?
0: <laughs> no, I haven't.
1: He's got a tennis.
0: <laughs> I'm they sure the water was cold. They didn't blur it. No, there was no, <laughs> there was nothing to blur. There was no need to blur it. <laughs>
1: Police Chief Paul Irwin said the incident happened about near closing time. Uh, The 42-year-old man was reported to be acting erratically and drove a vehicle into a pole in the Star parking lot. After the crash, he got out of the vehicle, took off his clothes, ran into the Bass Pro Shop, and jumped into the aquarium. A video taken by bystanders show the man do a cannonball into the aquarium <laughs> and later stand under the waterfall. <laughs> wow. Which
0: I've been there, and it is tempting to jump into that thing. Uh-huh. You're just like, man, that'd be kind of fun. It's like we read this story, and every single one of us in the listening audience is thinking, we're, or we, we will say out loud, like, yeah. what a crazy guy. How right. dare he do this? But inside, we're all like, "Man, I wish I It'd could be do fun. that." I wouldn't do it naked. <laughs> no, me either.
1: Yeah, you're you're crazy if you're.
0: I ain't gonna let all that video get out on me, <laughs> especially now that I know they don't blur <laughs> anything. <laughs> well,
1: I'm sure if you had something to blur, I thought he was transgender. You know, um, I thought it was Leah Thomas in there swimming around as two Leeds police officers began to walk up the stairs. The man exited the water, yelled something to the officers, and then dove back into the water.
0: Oh, I need to know what he (laughs) yells. I don't
1: know. (laughs) Uh, He continued to shout something to officers before he climbed over the side of the aquarium and dropped to the concrete floor below, appearing to have been knocked out by the fall. Dang. Officers handcuffed the man, who then woke up and began to struggle. Um, Someone covered him with a blanket as officers took him out of the store. Irwin said the man was in the water for about five minutes before officers arrived. That's a long time. Yeah, a very long time. (laughs) Jail records show George Owens of Sterrett is charged with public lewdness, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, assault on a police officer, two counts of first-degree criminal mischief, and two counts of reckless endangerment. Uh, Now, according to Hudson, he's an Auburn fan. (laughs) He said he found him on, on his social media and he was an Auburn fan. I don't know that to be true or not, as mm-hmm. allegedly. This sounds like something a Auburn or Alabama fan can right. do equally. So he, if he's a Bama fan, that's fine. He will go into the pantheon <laughs> of many great Alabama fans. Hoyt Hutchinson, you remember him? He's the guy who stabbed baby Trump.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he I works under the plant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harvey Updott, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... uh I I just think it would have been funny if, instead of covering him with a blanket, they just drug him out naked and right. wet, you know, out, on the, out into the asphalt
0: and everything else. Surely he was, like, on something, right? Had to be. Like, this doesn't sound like uh, someone who's just yeah. snaps.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he was, like, over at Bucky's, and he ate him, like, a brisket sandwich. It was just <laughs> overcome with joy. <laughs> Maybe
0: he got like the extra, extra, extra hot. Yes, he had to cool
1: off. Had to cool off. Maybe he didn't wash his hands before he went to the bathroom. Oh man! And then he was like, "I'm on fire. Let me get out. <laughs> let me get in the water." A good way to curb people from doing this is to put an alligator in there. That's one thing we. Can oh do. yeah, that would do it. Or a snapping turtle, <laughs> right?
0: You know, a, a big, of, like huge, yeah, like oh, alligator yeah. snapping. Turtle. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, big
1: snapping turtle. Yeah. Yeah, because they will get huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which that would keep people from probably jumping in as easily. They'll still be an idiot do it.
0: I mean, we've all seen swamp people. (laughs) We know what it is. So yeah, I I mean, this isn't that. This is the first story I think we've heard of someone skinny dipping in there. Yeah, but we've heard stories about people jumping Jumping in there before. Right. So yeah, maybe maybe they need to take some action here. Uh, I guess the dude would,
1: just went off his rocker and he did have a wreck. He hit a light pole. They said this is all social media talk, you know. Mm-hmm. They said he left his family in the car after he hit the pole. Oh, wow. Then went in, you know, <laughs> took his clothes off on his way to the door, went in and jumped into things.
0: He's just, I can't take it no more.
1: <laughs> Imagine his wife just sitting out there waiting for him to come back. <laughs> yeah. Like she thought he was going to call a tow truck or something like that. And then he gets, she sees a cop show up. He gets drug out <laughs> naked. Yeah. That'd be a awkward conversation. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to show you the picture of his penis.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, I just wanted to mention, and I don't know how we fix this, but we see men, you know, like snap. Sure. And you never know when it's going to happen because men won't talk about their feelings. Right. So <laughs> here you go. Oh, okay. There's nothing there. He looks like a Ken doll. (laughs) Right? You can't let that picture get out to the world.
1: They don't even need to give him punishment. (laughs) Just allow this to be shared around. I'll post it in the Discord later. Yeah. Yeah. the caption from Twitter says skinny dipping as a grower is very bold. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 You need to at least go in there at half mass. Yeah, right. You gotta work up a chump. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Anyone who's ever been skinny dipping that knows that much. <laughs> All right, John. Let's talk about Bitcoin. Okay. I like Bitcoin. You believe it's a scam? Yeah, it's all a scam. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I say maybe, but it's no more scam than the U.S. dollar. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a solid point. I can see that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, this comes from Coindesk. Mysterious $1.2 million tra- Bitcoin transaction is sent to Satoshi Nakamoto. All right. Now. He's the guy who had the <clears throat> plaza and die hard. <laughs> uh, actually he's uh he's anonymous or <laughs> okay. maybe I should say pseudonymous. Yeah. Like the world a little bit of a background history. Do you know who created Bitcoin? The CIA? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. It of was, course. It was a guy named Satoshi Nakamoto. Yeah. Now, who was Satoshi Nakamoto? The CIA? Nobody knows. Is the CIA? <laughs> Nobody knows. Yeah. There is an interesting Golly, I wish I I need to go into it further at at some point. But there is a paper. You're going to dig this, John. I want to say back in the 90s, there was a paper that came out. It was, I think it was, uh, it was out of some like government think tank. Mm -hmm. But the paper was about potentially like encrypting digital money in the future. Yeah. And the author of the paper was something like, um, gosh, I don't remember it. It was something like uh, Monoke Mano, Mano, Arakoshi. It sounds ridiculously similar to Satoshi Nakamoto. Okay,
1: <laughs> There you go. Uh,
0: that has led to theories that it may have actually been a lab leak of technology of sorts. Okay. Like, like somebody somewhere was like, this is too good. And then they out. just, well, they just... Take it home. They keep working on it, and then they just release it into the wild. They pulled a. We call that a Snowden. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They pulled a Snowden. But the point is, as far as facts are concerned, nobody knows who this individual was. Right. We have the Bitcoin white paper, and we have some forum messages that he posted, and that's all we have. And sometime I think in twenty eleven. He handed all his work off to the developers, said that he had moved on to other stuff, and he has just gone dark. Okay. And most people assume that he may be dead because he's got, you know, billions of dollars in Bitcoin that are just sitting in a wallet, just sitting there, haven't moved in over a decade. Yeah. But uh, here recently, someone sent to his, his wallet, uh, what's this, Um, $1.2 million worth of Bitcoin. Okay. So anyway, we get into the article here. An unusually large Bitcoin payout on Friday to pseudonymous Bitcoin creator Satoshi Nakamoto's blockchain address has left crypto enthusiasts bewildered, speculating about the intention of the transaction. An unidentified crypto wallet on January 5th sent some 27 Bitcoin, which is worth $1.17 at the time, to the first ever Bitcoin address attributed to Nakamoto himself. Shortly after, withdrawing roughly the same amount from crypto exchange Binance, uh, blockchain data by Arkham Intelligence shows. So, somebody somewhere, they withdraw this Bitcoin from Binance, and they send it to Satoshi's wallet address. The address receiving the recent hefty payout is Nakamoto's wallet that mined the Bitcoin network's inaugural Genesis block on January 3rd, 2009 still containing the first 50 BTC reward according to blockchain.com data. After last week's payout, the address held nearly 100 BTC worth 4.5 million currently. Now he's got some other uh, wallets or he's suspected to have some other wallet wallets too. yeah, but <clears throat> there you go. this was this one particular one. Notably the transaction happened only two days after the 15-year anniversary of the Bitcoin network start. Users from time to time send pentences to the long-dormant Genesis wallet commemorating the start of the network. However, the large value of the Friday transaction triggered speculation about what, what or who could have been behind the payment. Quote, either Satoshi woke up, bought 27 Bitcoin from Binance, and deposited it into their wallet, or someone just burned a million dollars, huh. Coinbase director Connor Grogan said in an ex post. He further speculated that it could be, perhaps be a marketing stunt related to one of the U.S. spot Bitcoin exchange-traded fund issuers as anticipation for the approval is reaching a fever pitch. Jeremy Hogan, partner at law firm Hogan & Hogan, theorized that the transactions might be an attempt to reveal the identity of Bitcoin's creator, leveraging new U.S. tax rules. Taxpayers in the U.S. need to report Report every crypto transaction over $10,000 to the IRS starting this year. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> Get ready, Tiny. <laughs> well, I don't have $10,000. So. Yeah, that's what I'd say, too. <laughs> the only thing that makes any sense is that the sender is trying to flush Satoshi out, he said in an ex-post. Satoshi has to dox, dox himself or break the law. Or, I mean, he could be dead. Yeah, right. So I guess he's saying that he has to dox himself or break the law in order to get this money. Right, yeah, in order got, to withdraw it. But that's like a small pittance yeah. to what he has already, and he hasn't right. touched any of that. So Yeah, it apparently doesn't need it if he is alive. Apparently not. The sending address had no history before the transaction to Satoshi's wallet data on Arkham shows, but later it interacted, it interacted with an address labeled as the brokerage platform Robinhood's hot wallet. Hmm. So that's interesting. Well, they'll be able to figure out who it is then, or at least who sent it to him. Yeah, right. Probably if if they if they ever if that wallet ever receives any crypto and then sends it to an exchange and then like cashes it out, right. then then they would be able to find out who did it.
1: Right, well, if but if he's got a Robin Hood account, he's got a registration somewhere. Yeah, I mean, he. I, he, I suppose maybe.
0: Hold on, let me. Just... He's about to buy a bunch of GameStop. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> It interacted with an address that is Robin Hood's hot wallet. So, whoever this is, he could have, like you said, he could have been trying to buy some, yeah, some GameStop, some Dogecoin on Robin Hood or something.
1: Well, if it is Elon, well, if Elon did it all,
0: (laughs) I mean, just goofing off a million bucks is nothing to him, right? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, it may be more now (laughs) than it it was a few years ago, yeah, right. Uh, Market observers estimate Nakamoto's Bitcoin total holdings at 1.1 million BTC, which is almost $50 spread over a plethora of addresses. BTC recently traded at around $45,000. At recording time, it is currently going for $45,700. So So
1: for $45,700, I can buy one Bitcoin? One Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. All right. I may do that tonight. <laughs>
0: well, there's only going to be 21 million. Okay. Ever. So. All right. I'll just go ahead and get me one. <laughs> just get you one now. I'm asking. I'll tell you change. what, I wish I could have done it when it was 200. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> a I measly 10 years ago. I remember people talking about it. Yeah. You know, going, oh, you need to get it on Bitcoin. Which, right, I mean, immediately <clears throat> I was like, that's that's a government plan <laughs> like, Y'all ain't getting me on that. Yeah. You talk about spending real money on fake money. No, I'm not gonna do that. So yeah. That's where I that's been my stance all along. Mm-hmm. Like I'll spend real money on precious metals.
0: So. Uh, quote unquote real money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know what has always increased in value? Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not always. Well, <laughs> if you compare it to where it started at, yeah. it's done something like so many thousand percent return. Yeah. yeah. So is gold. Not that much. Oh, yeah. No.
1: You going back to the beginning of time? (laughs)
0: Because gold's been valuable forever. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it's not, it hasn't increased in value the way Bitcoin has. Sure has. Okay, it has then. Of course it has.
1: Of course it <laughs> has. Go
0: buy you an ounce of gold for $45,000. No, I buy a lot of ounces for 45000 And when the internet goes
1: down, it's going to be still worth the money. Yeah. Yeah. Bitcoin's not going to be worth it If anybody. the internet
0: goes down, we got a lot more to worry about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like trading <laughs> precious metals for food and arms.
0: Yeah. Or, I mean, governments will cease to function at that point, which right. could be a good thing, I suppose. Oh, well, I'm not worried about the government <laughs> at that point. I'm just saying, humanity, we have way bigger problems. Oh, yeah. If tomorrow the internet's right. gone. I'm just saying
1: I'm in a better spot with physical gold and silver to become a warlord right. than someone who owns a lot of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Like Satoshi Nakamoto mm-hmm. or whatever, I'll crush you, you know, because he can't get to his Bitcoin wallet when the EMP goes off. Everybody knows this. Y'all guys
0: got to listen to Alex Jones more. Okay? He's been talking about this for decades. Hey, I don't have a story, but uh, there's like an official uh, InfoWars game up on Steam now. Oh, for real? Did you read that? No. No. (laughs) Please play it. Well, let me see. I don't know if there's any... First came Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, and Super Mario Brothers, and now the ultimate retro nostalgia throwback game. I present to the world Alex jones's New World Order Wars. They're turning the friggin' frogs game. I'll eat your hands. You Nazi scum. Let's free the Patriots and defeat the globalist techies. We are going to defeat the globalists very bigly. This game is mostly peaceful. Woo! Ah! I'm going to lower the world's population. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big deal. I'm taking you down, rapist. I did not have sexual relations with that saxophone. <laughs> Download it now at AlexJonesGame.com because as we all know, anything badass gets censored. Well, there you go.
1: (laughs) I love it. I kind of want to get it.
0: Yeah. It's got like surprisingly positive reviews on Steam. Everyone's saying it's fun.
1: Everybody likes to fight the globalists.
0: (laughs) Except the globalists. Well, yeah, the globalists
1: (laughs) and liberals. (laughs) They want to usher them in. They want to bring them in. Klaus Schwab. (laughs) He's the big time globalist bad guy now. Mm Mm-hmm. But there'll be another one rise up. I mean, his, his little
0: uniforms he wears are not doing him any No, favors. he does
1: dress like a space character. <laughs>
0: he looks like a Star Wars villain. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> but if I was him, I would lean into it, too. Right. Like if everybody's like, this dude's running the world and all that, I would be like, Listen, this would be real funny <laughs> if I wore some crazy-looking pajamas on stage <laughs> and gave a speech about how everybody needs to eat bugs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think it's all just theater, maybe. Well, since we're talking video games, mm-hmm. police investigate the first case of a girl's virtual gang rape in the metaverse.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, hold on. Wait a minute. That's the wrong story. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's for the Patreon. You got to join up to hear that. You got to join up to hear that. I clicked on the wrong one. This is not video games. This is real life. Pastor is accused of trying to throw a cook into a deep fryer at McDonald's for disrespecting his wife. Ouch. Yeah. that That is an ouch. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Shout out to Driver. I think he put this in the uh, Facebook group. Uh, police have accused a North Carolina pastor of attacking a McDonald's cook and trying to push him into a deep fryer. Dwayne Waden, 57, was arrested on Thursday and charged with assault after police were called to a McDonald's branch on South Main Street in High Point, North Carolina. Warden is a pastor, or Wadden is a pastor at the Elevated Life International Ministries. Okay, of- now
0: that's a guy who snaps. <laughs>
1: yeah. And works as a semi truck driver, according to his Facebook page. He turned up at the fast food joint to assist his wife, LaToya Gladney, who is a manager in training at the branch, per police uh, investigation. Gladney, 44, had called her husband to help handle employees who she told police were disrespecting her. Mm -hmm. On entering the restaurant, police say Waden walked straight around the counter and launched an assault on a 34-year-old cook. The offender came into the McDonald's on South Main Street, walked around the counter, and placed his hands around the neck of the victim, pushing his head towards the deep fryer police Golly. investigation. Look, don't go messing with a man's woman, right?
0: <laughs> Did he, uh, I just, I wonder, was he actually trying to push him in that fryer? Or was he like holding Just him down him. to like scare him?
1: Well, it says he then is accused of punching the cook several times, leaving with scratches down his neck and a large contusion to his forehead and right eye. Emergency services were called to the scene, but his family took him to a hospital for treatment. Um, Wade did not stop the assault until several employees pulled him off the victim and restrained him until police arrived. After viewing security cam footage of the incident, police arrested the pastor and charged him with assault. Trials have been scheduled for the 22nd of January, and a $1,000 bail has been set. McDonald's has previously faced several lawsuits from employees over a failure to protect them from violence in the workplace. The complaints include instances of customers pulling guns on workers throwing items at workers, and physically attacking workers. So we've all seen those videos.
0: Yeah, I mean, what can McDonald's really do, though?
1: But look, I'm going to tell you what. If you disrespected my wife and she calls me, <laughs> and I have to stop what I'm doing to come up there, <laughs>
0: yeah. I will be pretty mad about it, too. <laughs> what's the over-under? Like, if he does go to jail for a long time, what's the over-under on <laughs> years she'll stay married to him? <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be Gypsy Rose. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, she's not... Completely. Yeah. But partially responsible for him being in that situation.
1: (laughs) But, oh, yeah, Sherry posted this in the Discord, too. So shout out to Sherry. Yeah. Uh, I meant to say that at the beginning. Uh, I I just have to think Latoya may need some help in her management skills. Mm -hmm. Like, this is really where it all comes from. Right. She can't control her staff. Uh, she doesn't
0: command respect. Yeah, if you can't control your staff, you just get a new staff, right? Right, yeah. Then you start letting people go. Now, potentially, I, I don't know the financials of, of this McDonald's or where, where it's at. Maybe they have trouble getting qualified individuals. I High understand point. you can't just shut it down. High Point, North
1: Carolina is a pretty affluent place, I think.
0: Okay, well, I mean, if you're having trouble getting your employees to you know do their job, that's how you yeah. get new employees. Yeah, unless they're in a union. <laughs> Then you
1: can't ever fire them. It's how to reassign them to a different area.
0: You just have to keep ta- you just have to keep documentation on what they've done. <laughs>
1: yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. She should. Well, she was a manager in training. Maybe she doesn't have. Maybe she doesn't have the full invested invested authority <laughs> of McDonald's corporate to start. She firing hasn't people. made it to
0: like that computer based learning module yet. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Look, hamburger. U is no joke. All right. Okay. They send all of their managers to
0: hamburger university. Did you know this? I, I I have heard of it, Yeah, but I didn't know it was for every single manager is every single manager think, of
1: a McDonald's. I think you go through a pretty in,
0: like when, all right. So, you know, my buddy owns McDonald's. I thought it was when you kind of got up, up higher, you went to hamburger university. Yeah.
1: Maybe they were fast tracking me when I talked to <laughs> him. I am pretty good at my job. Uh, when I talked to him, it, it, what he told me is, like, to train a manager, they invest $40,000 in training the manager. Wow. And that's why I was like, dude, don't waste this money on me, because if I hate it, I'm going to quit. You know? <laughs> It's like, you're too good of a friend to me. Right. And if I'm not happy, I'm walking out the door. I'll be broke before I'm unhappy, you know. And so we didn't, I didn't get to go. But yeah, he just said they would send me to Hamburger. It's a fully accredited university, Hamburger University.
0: So does it cost money to go? Or yeah, the company. I think the is, company covers the. That's, cost. What, I, that's yeah. what I was asking. Now,
1: if if you want to get like whatever your master's in account is, accountancy <laughs> <Right>. from Hamburger <laughs> University, you may have to come out of your pocket for that. <laughs> but it, I think it's mainly focuses on management. You know? I tell you
0: what, I bet the concession stand in their stadium. Oh, top yes. notch. How are they not in the college football playoffs?
1: Some of the best athletes in the world work at McDonald's.
0: Grimace could be their mascot. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what Grimace is? No. Is he a, a tongue? He's, a taste bud? He's a taste bud. Okay. Bug. Yeah. We, right. It seems like we talked about that. Okay.
1: I love McDonald's. I love everything about McDonald's. I ate McDonald's yesterday on my way back from Selma. I drove through, had a great experience. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Selma McDonald's there on uh. What is that? Twenty-two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so huh. look, there. It is a possibility he was trying to baptize the guy. All right, <laughs> we haven't accu- we haven't addressed that. Full immersion only, baby. <laughs> Just like the Bible says. Too bad that's a, that's a case
0: where you want to get sprinkled. <laughs> yes,
1: right. Yeah, but look, don't. He's the head of the household. Don't go dis- disrespecting is. <laughs> yes, she's a Proverbs 31 woman. She's more precious than rubies. What
0: would Deidre do if you called her up while she was at work? You're like, these employees aren't doing what I tell them to do. <laughs> right. They're disrespecting me. <laughs> you think she would come down there and try to, like, shove one in a futon? <laughs> if, if it was a lady, yeah. And I asked her to do it, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man, that's the kind of relationship we have. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll go to jail for her, yeah. too. She calls me up and says some cancer patient is bothering her. I'll go up there and fight him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Keyword there, cancer patient. <laughs> yeah, right? No, they'll be real weak. Uh,
1: she did have a patient when she first started there. He was an older gentleman mm-hmm. who got a little friendly. You know, like, oh. he was like, saying some inappropriate stuff to her Mm -hmm. and i was
0: like i'll come up there (laughs) how inappropriate i mean i know this isn't the extended show i mean it was some
1: it was some inappropriate stuff oh wow it was enough where it made her uncomfortable Mm -hmm. you know i mean being a busty attractive lady you get some you know i mean one
0: time (laughs) And then you get some boomers in there yeah. who aren't going to live much longer anyway. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's got nothing to lose. I'll like, yeah, shoot my shot. <laughs> yeah,
1: it made it real uncomfortable. I was willing to fight that old man. I think yeah. I could have won. He might have whooped me, though. But I think I could have won. But And maybe if you catch him right
0: after treatment. <laughs>
1: this is basically what uh, I think happened. Now, I don't know. There's all. It's all vague because of HIPAA laws. My wife can't say a whole lot, right? <laughs> I think the her doctor was like, we can't treat you anymore. I'm recommending you go to this cancer center. Here. Okay. You know, like, you're you making my people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. you being weird. You're a creepy old man. Yeah, yeah you're trying to get handsy <laughs> and all that. And so, yeah. And that's how that ended. But I was gonna come up there and put him in a figure four in the waiting <laughs> room. <laughs> like I didn't care. Yeah. I'll get beat up. It's not like if I got beat up by an old man cancer patient trying to defend my <laughs> wife's honor, that'd be fine with me. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's fine. Uh, uh I just man, I would uh that would be a hilarious position that would not want to be in, but would like to see someone else in. Sure. If like the media is asking me, your close friend, and I'm having to defend you against a cancer patient. Your podcast partner was arrested for assaulting a cancer patient. Do you have patient? any comment? I'm like, well, he was a creepy old man. <laughs> the old man had it coming. God gave him cancer for a reason. <laughs> he still ain't learned his lesson.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting thing. But, yeah, if if Tara were to call you and was like some dudes disrespecting her. Oh, yeah, her, absolutely, yeah. yeah that's, you got to. Mm-hmm. You can't not answer that call. I now, don't
0: think I would shove him in a fryer.
1: No, nah, I probably would I would either. draw the line there. Yeah. I'd probably get up there and be like, look, guys, she's learning.
0: Let's <laughs> all be cool. Most of the time, it's, it's my experience, at least in adult life, that uh, you usually, you you know what, you almost, you like 99.9% of the time, you don't have to resort to violence. Yeah. It's that 0.1% right. where things get hairy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No,
1: yeah. <laughs> now, ladies, if you're listening to this, don't go getting your husband in a fight, too. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes, I've had plenty of, these are luckily, well, I mean, she knows who she's married to, but I've had some friends that their woman will get them in a fight in a heartbeat. You right. Right. They'll start mouthing off and like, well, I've my husband will whoop your butt. And next thing you know, he's like, well, now i got to fight this guy. You know? <laughs> right. Don't be one of those ladies. But, yeah, if you need some protecting, I'm going to go up there and try to protect you. Now, we may both get whipped, you know, <laughs> when it's me fighting. But I'll try. I'm not afraid to get my jaw broken.
0: Yeah, nothing. Uh, This is going to be my last story of the night, at least on the free show. Reporter fired over comedy act reinstated after an arbitrator finds his jokes funny. So, okay. <laughs> comedy wins. That's it right. Wins out. <laughs> Thank you. This is arbitrator Dave Chappelle. <laughs> a reporter who was fired for his stand-up comedy has been reinstated to his job at a Philadelphia-based public radio station through an arbitrator who agreed that his jokes were in some part funny. Okay. Jad Seisman, 34, is to be fully reinstated to his position with WHYY, a Philadelphia-based NPR station, after an arbitrator determined that while the bits posted to social media could be interpreted as inflammatory, the organization rushed to judgment in its decision to terminate him. There you go. In a phone call Friday, Seisman said, is it Slayman? Slayman, I'm sorry. Slayman said he felt vindicated by the decision and plans to return to work. Quote, when a news organization says you're a racist bigot, whatever, people believe them, he said. So it was a lot of abuse from a lot of people who never met me, who's never seen my stand up, just saw the W. H. Y. Y. Just said just saw what they said about me, which is not great. He got the old Sandman treatment. He did. Yeah. Yeah. A message-seeking comment emailed to the radio station was not immediately returned. Slayman said that he was considering further legal action for statements made by WHYY about his character. Slayman had been working as a reporter on The Pulse, a nationally syndicated health and science program, since 2018 when he was terminated a year ago after executives found his social media account under JADS or at JADSlay. So, go like his content. Yeah, go follow (laughs) him. That posted clips of his stand-up comedy. Officials at WHYY argued that his stand-up comedy violated the company's code of conduct, social media guidelines, and values of social responsibility, finding his routine to be inflammatory. They submitted nine videos from the social media as their evidence. They argued that the clips were egregious in content and had sexual connotations Racial connotations and misogynistic information. Okay, according to the arbitration documents. But he was just telling jokes. Well, yeah, it was a stand-up comedy routine, right? It was like his Instagram reels or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Slayman, who has worked as a reporter in the United States and abroad since 2013, after serving in the U.S. Marine Corps, argued in arbitration his stand-up routines stem from his experiences as an Arab American. Raised in a Muslim family and his time in military service and reporting in the Middle East. Boy, I bet, (laughs) I bet he does have some stories. I bet he does. (laughs) Especially back when he would have been serving, I suppose. Right. Yeah, he was frustrated that when he was first fired, people thought it was an obvious conclusion for telling jokes while having a day job. Like, what do you mean you're off hours? You're having fun with creative expression. Of course, you should get fired for that, he said. But I hate that that's become normal. And I want to be example of like, no, your employer doesn't own you. He makes a point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like if you're not on the clock. Well, so there's two ways
1: of looking at this.
0: There's I understand there's a a bit of a, a gray area there. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Like, all right. If I have an employee who is on Facebook. And they are doing stuff that negatively impacts my business. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should be able to go. You can't work here anymore, right?
0: Like if, but this, it's a business decision, right?
1: If right. this podcast ever blows up <laughs> and people listen to it, and one day Shane Spiller calls me into his office, and is like. You've said some wild stuff.
0: (laughs) And now we're getting millions of hate messages. Yeah, now
1: people are boycotting (laughs) us, and I got a picket line out in front of here. My DMs are blowing up. We got to let you go. I would be like, I get it. (laughs) Right. You know, And maybe that's because I've owned a business and all of that. So, yes, but I feel like this is comedy. You know, Mm -hmm. what I'm doing is comedy. If anybody thinks I'm serious about anything – They're grossly mistaken. (laughs) I care about nothing in life except my family (laughs) wanting to do a good job for my employer and God. And that's it. And the Grateful Dead and Alabama football. Okay, that's (laughs) it. That's all of it. And I don't even take Alabama football that seriously. So, yeah, everything else I'm just goofing off about. And I think most people understand that and would understand that. But if you got a huge corporation, mm-hmm. they're not going to understand that. <clears> they're <throat> right. just going to make the easy decision and go, let this guy go. He's telling, you know, he's saying women are dumb. You
0: also, know, just as. whatever. And, and how about this? Just as a message to the listening audience, and I realize we don't have like a huge, crazy reach. Right. But just for the people who are willing to listen, maybe as a population, we should just cut people some slack right. on stuff they say. Well, here's the thing, and I'm not the first to have this thought. I can't remember
1: where I heard it. But it's like every joke starts in the same place of mm-hmm. I'm trying to make somebody laugh. Not every joke makes everybody laugh, you know? Some jokes people are like, that's the most offensive thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm, I don't want to be associated with you. But it still started in the same place of I want to make you
0: laugh. And it also gets – it gets – kind of hairy when the things we laugh at the most are the crazy, outrageous, offensive things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, I, I watch comedians a lot. I love comedy. I love to laugh. I don't get people who like scary movies. You're a weirdo, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, I like comedy and, and horror movies. (laughs) I don't like any of
1: it. You know, I just want to laugh. And so i watch comedians sometimes and they say some stuff that I'm like, wow, that, I wish they wouldn't do that. That stings a little. Yeah. Like, why are we talking about white Christian men, you know, like this? (laughs) We can't jump, (laughs) we do know how to dance, you know. But then I I go back to well, they're just trying to make somebody laugh. Right. It may not be me that's laughing, mm-hmm. but they're just trying to make somebody laugh. And it ain't
0: it ain't a serious this person's not serious, you know? And not always, but oftentimes in a lot of forms of comedy, exaggeration is a is yeah. a key ingredient. You're sure. taking one little bitty thing that is true, like a grain right. of truth, but then you're blowing it up. Right to the point where it seems ridiculous, yeah. and then we laugh at that.
1: Right, and then you know, comedy is a great way to put a magnifying glass on issues and making you think about them mm-hmm. without having to really offend you. You mm-hmm. know, or really, uh, it like say you take that very small little issue. You know, yeah. And you make it into a big, funny thing, and then people are like, well, yeah, okay, I understand it.
0: So what South Park has done forever, you know? <laughs> are you familiar with uh, uh, G.K. Chesterton? Are you familiar with him? No. Okay. No. He, he once made the statement, humor can oftentimes get past, or something about it, it can slip under the door while truth is still fumbling at the handle.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But— the other thing
1: you got to understand, and like I understand, is if you do say some, like if you do go on a podcast and go, women are dumb, you know, <laughs> it could cause you to lose your job. Yeah. So your day job. So you just got to know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think women are dumb. Well, I think, some of them are. Yeah. Was, but every, there's, all, there's some, some men dumb are dumb dumb every too. sex. Yes. Yeah. yes. I mean, it has we,
0: nothing to do with their genitalia. Yeah. I mean, a little bit, but let's, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, many dumb things I've done, it certainly had a contributing factor. Sure.
1: I always heard there was a correlation between uh, small penises and high intelligence. Oh, really? That's why I'm brilliant.
0: (laughs) I've been a Mensa member since I was 13.
1: (laughs) So sometimes it does have something to do. Yeah. I don't know if that's a real scientific fact.
0: Well, anyway, let's get down here to what the arbitrator said. While arbitrator Lawrence S. Colburn conceded some or portions of the videos could be seen as inflammatory, quote, the very low standard in the collective bargaining agreement that I am required to apply, he wrote he found them sometimes to be simply funny. And one Colburn noted that some of the commentary was insightful, principled and serious, but not very funny. (laughs) More importantly, I find that the message of the clip, if one is open to receiving it, cannot be interpreted to be inflammatory, he continued. For another, Coburn said, it is difficult to believe that a fair-minded person would find the clip inflammatory, but the bar is very low, and WHYY's 1.3 million person audience might have a few people who would find the clip inflammatory. So basically, a few people might find it inflammatory, but... Of that one point three million, he doesn't think that many people would have a problem with what was being said. Well, cool. As part of the decision, Slayman was to delete the nine videos cited. He was also asked to delete any offensive post discharge post where he disparaged the company for his firing. (laughs) 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 I mean, you know how that once once you get cut loose and there's no you're not on the hook anymore. Do There's you, no telling what you might say. Do you know uh,
1: the Tuscaloosa traffic guy, Captain Ray? Are you familiar no. with Captain Ray? Uh-uh. He's been on the radio forever. Okay. Anyways, he got fired like on Christmas Eve. Oh, no. Via email, <laughs> which is not in the way to fire anyone, by the way. You do that face-to-face, at the very least over the phone if you can't get to him face-to-face. But definitely face-to-face should be always- not over an email. Right. Well, he went scorched earth on Facebook. Ooh. He was posting people's phone numbers. Oh, dang. Like, call them up. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> I wanted to sit... I'm not friends with him on Facebook, but it made it to me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to send him a message and be like, this is not the way to get your job back. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're never going to hire you Maybe back. he don't want to come back.
0: Oh, no. he's Yeah, he was like, I'm burning every bridge. <laughs> <laughs> he was so mad. I work with a guy, and it's so funny to to hear him say this, but he's, he almost has a bit where he's like, if I ever get fired from here, that sh- those security guys sitting out there in the shed, they're going to have to earn their money that day. I don't get that. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to, they're going to have to find me. They're going to have to like <laughs> grab me and pull me out of here. <laughs> and like
1: at Roley Foley, I had one guy that got mad. Like, you know, he was mm-hmm. like hollering and I was like, Dude, you're making seven twenty five an hour. This is not <laughs> worth hollering over. Right. Go over to Mama Goldberg's and get a job today. They have a now hiring sign in the thing, you know? This ain't worth getting mad over. I don't get it. Like if I get fired, like if Shane fires me tomorrow, I'm not gonna go and cause a scene. I'm just gonna be like, Well, that sucks, mm-hmm. man. Can I have a day to get all of my crap out of my office and just Fade into a Bolivian, like Mike Tyson said. Yeah.
0: Bolivian. Yeah, that's exactly. That's his quote.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Jew tunnels. Okay. <laughs> what a segue. Okay, Kanye West, let's talk about Jew tunnels. <laughs> Jew tunnels sounds dirty, but it's not. A secret tunnel in New York City Synagogue leads to a brawl between police and worshipers. There's a video of this, guys.
0: I have seen this video on
1: Twitter, and it was bizarre. A group of Hasidic Jewish worshipers were arrested amid a dispute over a tunnel secretly dug into the side of a historic Brooklyn synagogue, setting off a brawl between police and those who tried to defend the makeshift passageway. Hmm. The discovery of the tunnel at the Chabad... Lubavitch World Headquarters in Crown Heights prompted an emergency structural inspection from the city on Tuesday. Uh, the building at 770 Eastern Parkway was once home to the movement's leader, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, and draws thousands of visitors each year. Its Gothic Revival facade is immediately recognizable to adherents of the Shabbat movement, and replicas of the revered building have been constructed all over the world. Um, Mati Siegelson, a spokesperson for Shabbat, said a group of extremist students had secretly broken through the walls of a vacant building behind the headquarters, creating an underground passage beneath a row of office buildings and lecture halls that eventually connected to the synagogue. The property's manager brought in a construction crew Monday to fix the damaged walls, leading to a standoff with those uh, who wanted the passageway to remain. Those efforts were disrupted by the extremists who broke through the walls to the synagogue, vandalizing the sanctuary in an effort to preserve their unauthorized access. A police department spokesman said officers were called to the building Monday afternoon to respond to a disorderly group that was trespassing and damaging a wall. Uh, Videos shot by witnesses showed police confronting young men standing within a hollowed-out space inside a brick wall after officers removed one of the men from the dusty crevasse. A group of onlookers can be seen shoving officers, tossing wooden desks, and scattering prayer books. Somebody said they turned over the tables. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One officer appeared to deploy an irritating spray at the jeering group.
0: An irritating spray. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I assume that's pepper spray. I think. Okay, listen. Just it me. may have not been
0: kosher. That was the irritating <laughs> part. It's a good joke. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, just as a as a regular old dude listening to this. If it's pepper spray, you should have put pepper spray because it makes me think they're out there spraying Axe body spray at them <laughs> or something. You know, it's just, it's an irritating spray.
1: Sure. <laughs> um, I've, this is a really long article. Uh,
0: and they were digging this, this hole into the side of a international what? Shabbat, which is like a, a
1: sect, I guess, huh. of Judaism, okay. of Orthodox Judaism. It says, uh, The building is now closed pending a structural safety review. Hmm. Uh, this is op- obviously deeply, deeply disturbed. <sighs> this is obviously deeply distressing to the Lubavitch movement and the Jewish community worldwide, he said. We hope and pray to be able to expi- expeditiously restore the sanctity and decorum of this holy place. Now, Schneerson... That was a big rabbi dude. Okay, led the Chabad Lubavitch for more than four decades before his death in ninety four, reinvigorating a Hasidic, Hasidic religious community that had been devastated by the Holocaust. Um, the headquarters was also the epicenter of the Crown Heights riots, which began after a seven year old boy was struck and killed by a car in a rabbi in the rabbi's motorcade. Um, all right, so. I've read a lot of comments on this. (laughs) Believe it or not, there's some conspiracy. (laughs) But what I've gleaned from this, and please take this with a grain of salt because I don't know if it's true or not. These are random people commenting.
0: (laughs) Take this with a pillar of salt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of salt. Uh, All right. This is coming from people who are saying, all right, there are Number one, these tunnels were made during the COVID lockdown so that people could go and worship without anybody knowing.
0: Oh, interesting. That's one theory. Baptist Baptist didn't do that. Yeah, right. No. no. Shame
1: on us. Uh, No. Oh, uh, John MacArthur did. He was was like, we're driving straight into the front door. Uh, All right. Another thing, of course, you got child trafficking. Always, <laughs> there's always going to be child trafficking. Hot topic these days. All right, I don't really believe that one. Another other one said is that uh, there's a, 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 a adherence to this uh, one big rabbi, Schneerson guy, mm-hmm. and that the other group that meets there was kind of like shoving them out and not letting them do their thing. Like this
0: is a new synagogue. Yeah. Or this synagogue's under new management. Right. Yeah, like <laughs> yes,
1: basically. And they were digging tunnels so like hey, we can go in whenever and do whatever
0: it is we do. Huh? I don't know. I I don't know. But but part of the part of what makes it so interesting or mysterious is that when these tunnels were found out, yeah. People got mad. Yes. Real mad. And a
1: a guy like, was on Twitter back at the beginning of December, was like, hey, I can hear people speaking Yiddish underneath me in my apartment, and I don't have a basement. Huh. And everybody was like, you're going insane or whatever.
0: <laughs> Turns out, he was. <laughs> he was right. Yeah,
1: people were, <laughs> were, were, were tunneling under his apartment building to get to the synagogue, or, traffic children to other parts of the world who knows <laughs>
0: we'll have to wait till Alex
1: Jones releases the next info wars to really know what's going yeah, on
0: he'll figure it out
1: yeah the other thing is uh i thought it was a nice show of solid solidarity between israel and palestine for these guys to dig tunnels too <laughs>
0: Yeah. What about all the uh, Palestinian protesters over here? Are they gonna like fill them <laughs> up with water?
1: <laughs> and there's a video of of a young, you know, like he looks like mid-20s Jewish guy. Mm-hmm. He moves a paper box and just comes out of a storm grave <laughs> from underground <laughs> when it all starts breaking loose, you know, on the outside
0: of the synagogue. And he's trying to hightail it out of there. So, and just for a split set, just a split second, you're thinking, is this like an impromptu to <laughs> modest Yahoo concerts?
1: <laughs> uh, someone also said, here, <laughs> excuse me, this is not my joke, but on that video, someone almost also commented, uh, teenage Jutant men Ninja Turtle.
0: Brilliant. People on the internet are so funny. I, I really wish that was my joke. <laughs> That's such a great joke. <laughs> so,
1: so, anyways, the Jews are digging tunnels. <laughs> right. And you can't do that without a permit. I guarantee you, in New York City, so mm-hmm. they're probably going to get in some trouble over that. Right. But how do you dig tunnels without getting noticed? You know,
0: apparently they. I was mean, I a, guess eventually they did get
1: noticed. Yeah, but I'm saying they had a network of tunnels yeah. going on down there. So wow, kind of wild, um, huh? Kind of real wild. Okay, we want to talk about our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Value Sport Spice, and thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. I think it's kosher, too. Don't, oh, hold, me, okay. <laughs> don't hold me to that, guys, but I think it is. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. I had it on Black Eyed Peas tonight. Nice. Yeah, it was great. Uh, On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Bunda Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Bunda Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, And the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace and the Piggly Wiggly down in Taylorville. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl by Ubuntu Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount.
0: Because we ask that to use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Amen. All right, John, what do you say we go to questions? Okay. We like to ask questions on this show. If you have any questions for us, you can go to our Discord server, link in the show notes, or you can send them straight to us from our website. That's at earthoddity.net. Our first question comes from C Payne. He says, "John and Tiny, we know that you both love Alabama and the South, but if you had to move to a state in the North, what would it be and why?" Oh man. My question is, what are we are we counting North as anything outside the the Confederate states? Yeah, I, I would think so.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, does Missouri count? <laughs> yeah. Is because is, it was a border state? You know, they had a star on the Confederate flag, but they're they were in also the in the Union too. Yeah, they're
0: in the SEC. Maybe outside of the SEC. Um, no, because I was going to say Kentucky. <laughs> I'm like, does that count? Kentucky is not a bad
1: one. Uh, West Virginia. There you okay, go. Okay, I moved to West Virginia.
0: I was thinking. That I was thinking the same. Yeah,
1: I want to be right as close to the south as I could get. Yeah,
0: and honestly, for me. I mean, some of it is culture and the food, sure. But also, I am not a fan of the cold. Do not. I, like the I cold don't at all. like it even it's, a little bit. It's
1: cold right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. In- and it's like what fifty-one degrees.
1: Have, it's like thirty-nine right now. Okay, that's about as cold as I would like for it to get. They said we might get some snow next week. That's, I don't know.
0: Well, they say that to sell bread and eggs. But. Sure. <laughs> the big bread and big eggs. Yes. Yeah. They get they're in the cahoots <laughs> with James Spann. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I would go. West Virginia or Missouri, too. Well, like, I've
1: been to South Dakota. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I would love to live in South Dakota if they didn't have, like, negative 35 winters. You yeah, know? that's the
0: thing. I would move to Alaska in the summertime. Yeah, right. But I don't want to be there when it's, like, yeah, when it's super negative cold. temperatures. And you can, like, I, my wife, she has some friends who live in Washington. Mm-hmm. And I have seen them post a video on Facebook where they take a— Or they blow bubbles. Right. And they freeze and fall to the ground and shatter.
1: I want to change my answer to New Mexico.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's outside of the South,
0: right? (laughs) I mean, it's outside the Southeast. Well,
1: now there was a strip of territory in the CESA that ran out, I think, Mm -hmm. all the way to Southern California. So I'd be in northern New Mexico, like around Philmont if you know where that is, around uh, Cimarron. Well,
0: if you can go there, can I go to Utah? Yeah. Okay, that's where I'm going. Utah's beautiful, too. I've been to Utah. I'm going to join the... uh, The Latter-day Saints? (laughs) Yeah, the the Keep Sweet folks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'll say this. Salt Lake City is the cleanest major city I've ever been in in my life. Mm -hmm. There's not a speck of litter anywhere. I mean, it is perfect, you know? Right. So, yeah, Utah wouldn't be... My first cousin lives in Park City, so... I just move out there with him, but it does get cold. But there, he's in the mountains, right? So, yeah, I don't know. The cold is the whole thing.
0: It's, it is all yeah. the cold.
1: I'm like an eighth generation Alabama, and I, mm-hmm. I, my body's not set up. My DNA is not set up for cold. Agreed. Yeah, I know us whites came from the cold <laughs> regions of the Northern Caucus Mountains, but.
0: Not lately. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a very long time. <laughs> like mid to late February. That's, we're just starting to get back to short sleeve weather where <laughs> we're at. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Our next question comes from That's our Bobbo. Any great fantasy football team names that you've had over the years?
1: Okay. I don't play fantasy football. I don't either. either. Yeah, it seems like sports for dorks to me.
0: <laughs> I had a friend who was really into uh, fantasy football, and his team name was D's Nuts. Okay, so I had that's a, good.
1: A friend, he was a big Bears fan, and he played fantasy football, and his team name was the Twelve Inch Dickus. <laughs> that's pretty good. So yeah, uh, that's probably my favorite. But I've never had a well. I played with Thomas one year, mm-hmm. but, like, on the ESPN app. He plays fantasy basketball and all that. Like I said, it's sports for dorks. Right. Um, and, yeah, but I don't remember what my team, you know, it's probably, like, the Thunderbirds or something. Yeah.
0: I will say, I way back a long time ago, when I was in high school, I had marketing class at the ABC okay. with Mr. Waldrop. Sure. And we played fantasy. You fan- tell that old buddy one night. <laughs> yep. People don't know about Buddy One. Does Stan does? <laughs> he uh, he. We played fantasy football in his class. Okay. Well, and we, uh, me and one other guy, our team was the Birmingham Bucks. Okay. So
1: that's not a bad name. Yeah, that I mean, sounds this, like a USFL team. I name. I was about to
0: say that was a team name that we were, you know, not going to get in trouble for. Sure. In high school, right? So yeah.
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, 12-inch dick is, is hard to beat, though.
0: <laughs> when he told me that, I cried Hard laughing. to beat. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Our next question comes from The Driver. What song intro causes you to immediately turn up the volume? Oh, man, there's so many. There's a bunch of them. Just right off the bat, uh, pump up the jam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By, was that Tektronic? Tektronic? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um.
1: I don't know about the intro, but anytime Magic Man by Heart comes on, mm-hmm. man, I'll rip it. I love it. Also, <laughs> Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo by Johnny Winters. <laughs> I love that one, too. Um, yeah, there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just about every Leonard Skinner song, I will turn it. I mean, Sweet Home Alabama, they tell you to turn it up at the beginning. <laughs> they do. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was blaring Metallica on the way home today. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, I listen to all music very loud, so I can't help myself. I like it. I want to feel it in my gizzard. Yeah. Uh,
0: On the the inverse of that, Nicole asked, what song causes you to immediately change tracks or the station?
1: Oh, that's a tough one.
0: If I am in control of the radio dial, nearly any Christmas song.
1: Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> I cannot think of a contemporary Christian song that I will not change the channel on when it's on. <laughs> I can't think of one that I won't switch the channel on.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I don't, I don't like them. So that any YouTube, I'm not a big YouTube fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think U two great. They've done their thing. I don't hate U two or anything. Their music's just not made for me.
0: I like Bloody Sunday.
1: That guess a good one. <laughs> that's probably the closest one to a good. Okay, one. yeah. And
0: um, they also had that one that was off the Batman Forever soundtrack. Oh, uh, was that it
1: Kiss from a Rose?
0: <laughs> well, no, that wasn't U two. That was uh, a Seal. Seal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's it? Something about like a uh, hold me thrill me kiss me kill me that's, oh, a, that's a pretty cool song but I don't it's know almost that one. It was, there really wasn't a whole lot of lyrics it was yeah. more just a song, more just music
1: until last week my wife still had the u2 song that apple automatically puts on your phone, oh, on
0: her
1: yeah. phone. <laughs> we got got in one day and it connected and she was like i don't know what this is it plays a lot when i get in and all that and i was like it's your u2 album on your itunes and she was like how do I get rid of it? I was like, <laughs> you don't. I was like, you got to go in and delete it out of your, you know, album. Mm-hmm. So I went and did all that for her. But yeah, there's no telling how much YouTube she's listened to.
0: Hey, this is kind of a which okay, back when the iPod was a thing, yeah, I was a huge I still fan. Have to. I thought I love the iPod, yeah. but the iPhone has come along, and now I just stream my music off Spotify yeah, or some other streaming app. Yeah, there's no reason to buy, yeah, like, a song or yeah. anything. Yeah, it's, 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 that's not a thing anymore. That said, uh, <laughs> this is way more complicated than it should be. And I know all the Android users out there listening to this are just...
1: Yeah, they're This, like, oh, this
0: validates them, and yes, it, it absolutely does. But custom ringtones on an iPhone mm-hmm. are ridiculously complicated. Okay. That said we you know, upgraded we upgraded phones recently and i thought it's been yeah you know, 4 years since i've upgraded my phone let's see if the if the tech has has changed any there yeah and i've got some some
1: you got uh, some custom
0: ringtone do <laughs>
1: man i haven't had, i don't know that i've ever had a custom ringtone in my life i just use whatever the standard one that comes on it.
0: Oh me. man, back back during the Motorola Razor days.
1: Oh yeah, you. That was the out. thing.
0: I remember every single get together or party I went to. At some point, everybody was whipping out their phones and hey, I got I made this. I got this ringtone for this. <laughs> I got this ringtone for this. We went to different parties. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then they came up with the uh like the ability for you to like share ringtones like oh, yeah? via Bluetooth so you could just share them with your friends. Oh boy. And I bet then, that was exciting. <laughs> and then Apple came along and was like, No, you're <laughs> either gonna pay us for our ringtones or you're gonna do this ridiculously complicated <laughs> method of making your own that is okay. that no almost nobody's gonna bother to figure out how to do.
1: There you go. Well, Back to the question. I don't like Coldplay either. I'll, I'll namely I'll
0: change the channel anytime it comes on. Yeah, I just I don't know. There was a band that was big for a while back in like the 2010s called Muse. I was not a fan of Muse. I
1: don't remember Muse. And
0: I did well I also I didn't like Coldplay either. So yeah, I I'm with you there.
1: Coldplay just seems like for lack of a better term, sissy music, you know?
0: <laughs> you know what? That's hard to define, but in my brain, that it just clicks. Yeah, That's like, like the know, perfect way to describe yeah, right. Coldplay. I think they're
1: probably really talented musicians. They mm-hmm. probably write really good songs, but it's just not for
0: me. You yeah, know? manly men don't listen to Coldplay. No, they listen slap to, a hashtag on that <laughs> and let's get that started on social media. Right.
1: They listen to real music like David
0: Allen Coe and Leonard Skinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Ooh. And I'm I'm fixing to upset some people here. You may be one of them. Okay. And if that's the case, I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm fine being offended. <laughs> but uh, John Mayer. Oh yeah.
1: I never listened to anything John Mayer. Well, I like some of, well, you know, I've went through how John Mayer captured my heart. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. But some of his like single,
0: you know, stuff I don't really like. Yeah. You know, well, that's because it sucks. some of it's good though. <laughs> hey, and you know what? He's a talented musician. It's a shame he didn't put that talent to making better music. <laughs> You're
1: just jealous of John Mayer, is what it is.
0: I mean, that, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not. That's where I began. I'm not gonna sit here and argue that my life is better than his. I'm sure it's not. No, I was. I began being
1: jealous of John Mayer. It was like, why is this dude playing an acoustic guitar? Mm-hmm. He had a con- like a live concert at Oak Mountain. Mm-hmm. And so, like all the girls, you know, the hot girls in the audience were looked like <laughs> every girl I'd ever known in my life. And I was like, why are they fawning over this dude? I was jealous of him. Yeah. And then he brought me in. He was doing on Dave Chappelle's show. <laughs> he released an album with his trio that
0: was really good. And then he decided to play with the dead. He seems like a really cool guy who, for some reason, just insists on being lame. <laughs> I don't know, I don't, whatever. Uh, Evidently, it's working for him, so
1: that's fine. I mean, so
0: yeah, John Mayer, do your thing, yeah, make your sissy music. Just I don't want to listen to it, I'm going to change it
1: now. I'm going to hit you back. I like Linkin Park.
0: (laughs) 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 Take that, Tiny. (laughs) Hey, a man died okay (laughs) (laughs) that's a low blow John it's over the line (laughs) yeah
1: Um. yeah so I don't there's not like one song that I could think of like immediately when it comes on I turn it off Mm but I have a pretty wide variety of music that I like so I can get down with just about anything except U2 and Coldplay and yeah that's about it you know that just sissy music. I don't really like sissy rock and roll. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that'll about do it for questions. We technically got one more, but we're going to save it for next save week. It for
1: next week. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. you got to wake up early. We need to hurry up. Oh yeah. You are uh, working during
0: I, the day, aren't you? I, yeah, but I look. I never go to bed early. So. <laughs> my my boy's bedtime is eleven o'clock. So that's just okay. That's just homeschool life. <laughs> the homeschool life, of <laughs> Riley over here. <laughs> Uh, one thing that we do need to do before we end this show is we need to thank our patrons. We thank you guys so much for supporting what we do for not just for listening to our show, but having the gumption to actually, you know, kick us a few shekels and, and support it. It's amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. We would like to thank by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Shiny Disco Balls, Mr. Shane Wyatt, Mr. Chris Payne, the driver, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Nicole Walter, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Seriously, McWill. guys, thank you so much. If you would like to donate to the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash We have a few tiers, but the $5 tier gets you Earth Oddity extended. That's another show we do after this one. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up being extension today? I've already previewed it once. But we're going to right. talk about virtual gang rape. I am going to talk about, well, <laughs> the military, uh, the Canadian military suing a Canadian sex worker. Okay. So, all right. You be the judge.
1: A comfort lady. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> the people's court. The people's court. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You got anything else?
1: Um, uh, No, that's it. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. To my Jewish friends, stop digging tunnels <laughs> without authorization.
0: You're not helping. You're not
1: helping. <laughs> yes. That's it. Yeah. I did not see another funny comment on Twitter about all that story that said, Judaism is the prequel to Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's an excellent way to describe it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are at PlanetMill.net. If you would like to tweet at us on X, we are at underscore earthoddity on X. If you would like to check out our show art, sometimes we post that over on Instagram. That once in a while. That is underscore... Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes. We have a website that you can check out. That's earthoddity.net. Yep. And we also have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number?
1: That's 662 493 2059. 662 493 2059.
0: We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. has been a very odd production.
1: Thanks for listening. Hello, patrons. We're here. All together, once again. Mm-hmm. In the party room. Together.
0: The Epstein Docs. Yeah a lot
1: of them there were several that came out did come out i've read them all
0: i never thought that would happen but